Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Inside the Closet with me, Emma Wilman, and of course the fabulous Matteo Lane. We get to catch up, talk shop, compare some war stories with stand-up comedy, and it's a lot of fun. Thank you guys. In Mateo's apartment, yelling. Yelling at each other. <laughs> just yelling. It sounds like we don't even like each other. We're just yelling at each other the whole time. We're yelling because we don't have um, headphones. headphones. But that's not our fault. I'll tell you that right now because we only have one mic set up here. So if we had headphones, we couldn't each have a headphone. <laughs> the funny thing is, is like, we've just, we're just, we're good at, good at a lot of things. We're terrible with technology. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to say that. We've tried a lot for this one. I mean, I know a lot of people that just kind of go in and record, you know, we're, you know, yeah, we've got other skills. But here here we are. Live, live from New York. Oh, live from New York in my dark apartment. And I have a candle to light us. Yep. My headlights don't work and the buzzer doesn't work. What's going on with the buzzer? It's been broke for about seven months. I know. They got to let, what are you like? My landlord won't respond. Damn it. And it's with everyone in the building. Like, this woman just moved in and she was like, oh, I have a question. I was like, yeah. She was like, why doesn't the landlord write back? And I was like, I don't know. But no one, he won't, no one, he won't write back anybody. So, slowly, everything in my apartment will just die and then I'll have to move. So, we started with the lights and now the buzzer. Does he give a good deal or why do people put up with it? Because they don't want to move. Moving in New York, moving anywhere sucks. Moving in New York is like... It, it, it's a um, it's like an escape room moving in New York because you got to do it so fast. You're trapped. There's a million different like paperwork, and you have to make like forty percent of what the rent is. Or yeah, when you put up like when you put down like to get this apartment, I had to put I think a security deposit and three months of rent, Woo! and then another like whatever bullshit title they use. So I put down. I basically I mean I I put down a lot of money. You had to put down three months of rent. Yeah. God. Damn. And they do that because they can. Oh, yeah. Because like, who's going to say no? Right. And that's because, well, because, right, there's people that can do it. So they're just like upping the ante on what you have to do. Right. Because then someone swoops in and is like, oh, here's cash for the year. And you're like, who are you? Right. Who the fuck are you? Right. I s- still don't know. We've just started this off in New York angry. Yeah. Well, I'm begging to get back to the city every time and then I get back and I'm mad. But you know what it is? Coming in and out of New York is anger-inducing. Is Well, yep. living here is anger-inducing. Sometimes I'll leave my house and I'm like, I look so good today. I got my hair, like my face. Like, I look great. And it's just, you walk three city blocks and you're like, I look like I was just <laughs> let loose into a giant dryer full of dirt. Well, it's also... What happened It's cold in and windy. It's, I know. I, I'm so... Well, we're almost through winter. So we're, we're almost, almost at March, which Have is... Have you ever tried walking around some, like, barren... Like, you know when you're on the road and you walk around, like, some... Well, I was in Springfield, Massachusetts this weekend. I know but, nothing about that, okay, so please... So, the people who came to the show, by the way, thank you. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I am so neurotic about my voice. Usually after shows, I go and I wait and I talk to everybody mm-hmm. who came to the show. Okay, so there's not a lot of, like, f- fans or, like, gay people who are going to be able to come to the show because it's just... I, not, one, it's not a big population in Springfield, Massachusetts. It's like 100,000. It's far a is new club. How far is Springfield from Boston? I don't know. Two hours, maybe? Okay, so a hike. Yeah. Yeah. So an hour and a half, maybe. Um... 
so when when I was doing shows, like there were people I'm sure wanted to talk to me, but but I had to not speak because if I was going to speak, I literally was I'd wake up and steam my voice for an hour. Mm -hmm. I had like a face steamer, and then I would like not talk about the day, then steam it again, then steam it before a show, do the show, and then afterwards go back and steam it. Wow. So and people were I'm sure wanted to talk to me, and I was like I can't i can't speak because i can't say that i'm losing my voice because they don't care they're just like we want to talk to you and i'm like i i i gotta be good for the next show i'm so neurotic i'm like howard stern he well you can't lose your voice yeah but that's a people don't you know what if you said at the end of the show what if you're like well it might seem weird too because you've just been talking for an hour what right. does he mean he's but say hey i'm actually losing my voice if you want to take pictures you can but i have to stand there i have to be quiet can you imagine? Maybe I should that do that. That sounds like actually be kind of fun. Yeah, because I, when I was in Boston and D.C., I love like meeting everyone afterwards. And there's a couple people I got to say hi to. It was it was a fun club. It's called Roar Comedy Club. It's in MGM. It's in a casino. Right. It is. They okay. Is it a nice casino? Oh, the casino's nice, and the rooms okay. were so nice. Ah. It was a castle. I was literally performing in medieval times. So Mateo, when he I texted asking how the show was, and he said it was a castle, so I was like, ha, ha, ha. And then I saw a picture, and I and he was actually at a castle. And I said, a castle? Oh, of course, a, an actual castle. Which, how could I think you were being facetious? As a kid, I would have loved it, because I could have walked around and, like, had, like, a long cape and, like, a staff and pretended I was Maleficent right. or, you know, I could have acted like I was Glenn Close to the Oscars, yeah. just, like, a cape and <laughs> Did you watch life, the Oscars? I didn't watch a goddamn oh, minute I watched, of it. Oh, I watched most of it. What did you think without a host? I actually, well, here, I had two thoughts. One, at first, I was like, look, if they keep going through everybody's everything and holding comedians to this, like, standard where it's, like, each single individual joke is dissected to the point that it is then, like, just torn apart you're not gonna have any more comedians so right. get used to this alexa host the the oscars exactly but then it actually went really well because i felt like it like spread out the attention it wasn't just like about because it's supposed to be an awards show so it's like more about the awards and i think all of the presenters were like got more of the good jokes that the hosts would have gotten so the presenters i thought were noticeably like had better jokes i just I, you know it was the second lowest rated oscars was of all it time. yeah but I, I, I mean, I don't know. I just think people are watching less TV, too. Right. It's Seemingly, they're watching less TV. But, I mean, I kind of kept it up with um, uh, Twitter. Can I just read my friend Pat Powers, some of his tweets? Yeah, please. Because he just, Glenn Close, who I'm obsessed with. And she did not win. I didn't watch the entire thing. She didn't win. Right. But she, uh, here, this is. This she is held some... it down. She was up near the front. She was VIP, that's for sure. Oh, she was, yeah, She's, she was amazing. You know. He had a, so he always tweets that Glenn Close is like, because her look, she has such a look to her, you know what I mean? So this is one of his looks. It was a picture of her with her dog on a red carpet. Oh, God. Glenn Close has trained this dog to lunge at Lady Gaga's neck if she wins Best Actress. Why does everyone hate Lady Gaga? No one hates Lady Gaga. No people do. Madonna. Um, no, they became friends. Oh, they the, did? The point of this joke was that, like, Glenn Close will do anything to, to win, win that Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> so she's trained this dog to... Um, but yeah, that Lady Gaga and Madonna took pictures together on a beach. Oh. On a beach in a uh, party together okay. afterwards, and they were like almost making out. Ooh. I think they looked drunk allegedly, but they were just sort of like, "Yeah, we're having fun. We're taking right. pictures." I would have loved to be a fly on the wall when they saw each other. I know. Well, be, you know, it's how Nikki and Cardi should act around each other. They right. probably really loathe each other, and one is more jealous than the other. But 
for you know you're millionaires and people buy all your stuff just pretend for this five minutes that you're friends and then lady you can Gaga, go to your private party and talk shit about them and lady gaga seemed pretty like friendly i mean she was having like, she's a always night. friendly she was having a night like she uh if i well, she's always crying Right. And now it loses the effect. It's like me in a relationship. Every time I cry, it's like, you did this already. Like, yeah. We've just... seen this trick. Right. And it is, you know, like, she. I'm like, okay, I get when you win an Oscar, obviously you're going to cry. But there's been times where, like, how are you doing today? And she's like, I'm so... I'm like, oh, okay. And she also always puts in that she's Italian, which I appreciate. Well, that I stand by. Yeah, I appreciate that. She's always like, well, as an Italian-American, as an it- there was some remix of her in interviews... And they just like edited oh, all those together. I'm Italian. I'm Italian American. I'm as an Italian. <laughs> Look, I'm Italian. I mentioned to everyone I'm Italian. I love it when she does it. What's her real last name? Like Stephanie. Stephanie Germanata. Germanata. There was a yeah. great Italian interview with her right when she was becoming famous. So I don't think she wanted people to really know her name, but she was in this Italian interview in Italy and one of those ridiculous TV shows where it's like they have a stripper, someone cries, there's a cancer story, then a performer. So much. And so, and the host is always like early hundreds, plastic surgery, like buongiorno. So they were like in Italian saying like, and we're so excited you're one of us and lady gaga has no idea what's going on she's like can we say your last name like in italian and then everyone starts screaming and crying like jumping up and then she's just like what the fuck is going on like she looked like a deer i mean it was so italian that they were just screaming that she's, she's italian. one of us she's it essentially was that. Italians get so excited when they see each other. Yeah. Like, ah! Because we, it's like, look, there's so many, like, you, you get, like, if I meet an Italian on the East Coast, I'm like, I do not know this person, what but I you, know their whole life. What do you identify more as, Italian or gay? Well, they're kind of mutually exclusive uh, <laughs> with the hair cutting and the suits and the, right. um, the loving their mothers. That's a tough one. What do I do? I don't identify... It's like I'm biracial. I don't identify more as either. Well, it's a different thing. Gay is like a a sexual thing, but like Italian is like what I just... That's just a culture thing. Right. So, both. And then I guess probably being gay is like put on... Because gay is the only thing I'm like othered by. So that's the only one I think about more because it's like put on me more than I think... Well, maybe being a woman is put on me more than that. Because I feel like if you're... Like I'm not... I don't think about being white very much because white's like the, that's like I have like a white privilege to not have to think about it. But because mm-hmm. I'm not the majority sexually, then I will think of, I'd say people bring up gay stuff to me. Gay and woman, people talk, whatever you're I bet you gay more than woman. Yeah. Like for me, gay more than anything. Right. And but then I, you'd be a man, so they wouldn't bring that up as much. Oh, I hear, no, I get it all the time. Being a man? Gay. I mean, gay, yeah, yeah. Because um, gay is the other, gay is like the thing the that's other. like the other. Well, I, you know what's interesting? I just listened to Tim Dillon on Joe Rogan, which I gotta listen to that. It's so funny. That he's is like so funny. What a break to get he, on Joe Rogan. I'm telling you, he was so. I texted him today. I was like, you are a star. Did he move to LA? No, he's just visiting there. But I, I noticed throughout the entire podcast, they never once mentioned he's gay. Never. Oh, that's so nice. So, no, it's not, not nice. I think that's nice like, because normally a lot of times when people do that, it's like, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's, it's like some, I've done it before. I'm like, oh, this feels like a hit job and I can hang. Like if someone's going to just start being like, you're gay. When do you know you're gay and ask me gay questions? I'm like, oh, I fuck it. I got this and I can like flip it around. We're like, oh my God, I didn't know that people did that. Oh, what? Like, I'm like, how far do you want to go here? Right. Like, oh, but it's, I think it's lovely if someone also doesn't, I've done interviews, they don't well, bring it up. I love that. The reason why I think it wasn't brought up which is something you and I don't have the privilege of doing, is that you and I lead 
gay. Visually, and so yeah. visually, our sound of our voice, everything, right. right? And so I think a lot of times the focus, whenever I go to stuff, I, I you know I've gotten criticism that I talk too much about being gay or that I don't talk enough, whatever. But whenever I go on an interview or podcast, it always centers on me being gay, and I'm fine with that. But I realize because I'm so overtly gay right just that's who i am naturally right that it is just all these people can think and talk about so i'm yeah. like if i went on joe rogan how much of that conversation would about would have been about me being gay you know what i wonder i think because joe rogan is such a good interviewer and yeah. he's also a comic i bet not much i think he would have let you I think he would have let you like kind of sprinkle it in how you wanted to, but that's I, very rare. But I did Burt Kreischer's podcast, which was so much fun. Did and he if, stay on that? We only talked about it for an hour and a half. Interesting. But I had my friend Pat Powers with me, who's also gay, so that right. kind of lended itself to those types of conversations. But he he really was interested in like, how did you grow up? How did you find out? How did you know? What do you about this? What about that? What about you know? And so it, and I'm fine to do. I'm completely fine to do it. And Burt is nothing right. but a gem. Um, but it would, but then I realized I'm like, oh, I, I, I spent an hour and a half talking about me being gay and I don't right. know if it's the chicken or the egg. Is it me or is it them or is it both? Like, you know, right. How are you getting such existential? Do I sound, do I look like I'm in a bad mood? No, not at all. But that, but it, I think that we're allowed to be serious. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that, I mean, yeah, Tim doesn't pass again. I think it was that. And then Joe also being like a very like mature interviewer. Mm-hmm. There was someone I was Joe's a great to, interviewer. He's a really good interviewer. There was someone I was talking to who is a producer over at Sirius. And she mm-hmm. was like, oh, I want to have you on whatever the podcast is. And she was like, she's like, we had Mateo on. And she was like, he was great. She's like, I felt bad. The host kept fixating on him being gay. And she was like, he was like, like really like humoring him and going along with it. But afterwards, I was like, I wish that the guy had like. What was the show? I think it was Pete Dominic's show. Oh, him and I got into like a fight. I think he's like oh, an older comic, yeah. right? She B- was bald head. Yes, she was yeah. great. She was like, I, I, I wondered if Mateo was bothered because like I felt like there was like a lot more they could have like talked to him about, but he kept on fixating on the. Well, gay that's stuff. A, that's the thing too is like you know so that was an interesting interview because we there I sat down and it felt very it ended really well, but there was a fifteen minutes or so where it felt a little. Um, Hostile from Interesting. him. Interesting, like an interrogation. I, yeah, huh. and so, and uh, things like I sit down. This man, I don't know this man, and within seconds he's asking about Louis C.K. at the cellar and talking about being gay. Right, and it's like, dude, like, give me a minute. I, give me a fucking minute. Let me qualify yeah. myself. Right, yeah. exactly. Right, you know. So um, we kind of got into it, and then then it like lightened up. But uh, he did a good job interviewing me. But it, yeah, it's like there would be other, I would love if I do an interview to talk about like my history as an opera singer or artist. Yeah. But it always ends up on the fact that I'm gay and explain the shame of that. And it's you like, know well, what? I want to keep revisiting this. Maybe we could figure out a way we just steer the interview. So if someone's like, like today we're sitting down with Mateo Lane, he's going to be performing at blah, 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 like Joe's Chuckle Hut, like laugh-a-thon and wherever the yeah. fuck. Like, so how'd you get, so they ask you, they'd be like, oh, so you're a gay? And you could be like, mm-hmm. Maybe there's some way where it could be like... No. Yeah. <laughs> fake news, fake news, fake news. Right. Maybe if someone says that, like... I've actually done a lot of interviews where with promoting stuff where they don't bring it up. Actually, like, I also I'm blew in out town a candle for, and now it's like... I'm, I didn't mean for that. Sorry. When I'm, when I'm like in town somewhere doing press, I've done stuff where they don't bring it up. But it's funny. I had some guy call in. And he was like, oh, he won tickets. And he was like, oh, I can't wait to meet you. He's like, your voice sounds cute. Maybe you'll be my future wife. And I was like, that guy's gonna be disappointed. Like this, yeah. is, like that wasn't that's not the right reason to come to the show. Well, you, you know? know what? What's interesting is I did um, uh, an interview 
and it was a gay interview when I was going to JFL Vancouver. And so they go, we have a bunch of gay like radio stations, whatever I want to call you. And I got on the phone to talk to them, and they only talked about they they basically if if I was a woman, they would have lost their job. Really? Within seconds. And they were gay. Well, we're yeah, well, we're staring at your body and look at your butt and my God and this and that. Tell us about your workout. Oh man, you're really sexy and, and tell us more about these photos. And this in the middle of the interview, I said, "Look, I know I put that out there, but also I am a comedian coming to do a show where I'm singing for an hour and a half. If you want to focus on that at all in the interview, let me know." What'd they say? Oh yeah, you know you're just you're really hot, boy. Look at this guy, man. If I was young and this. Like, well, guess what? You're not young, and it's not going to happen. I know. And I sound really complaining. I wonder what that is. I mean... Do I sound like I'm in a bad mood? I mean, you're just speaking my language. I think we're just... I think I'm not home and not sleeping and traveling and tired. Traveling and, really, like... But are you doing anything fun when you travel? Well, I had Evan Williams with me in Springfield. So nice. we went to Evan, the gym. Evan, we had on the show. Yeah, Evan Williams, man. Uh, we went to the gym together. and The shows were great, by the way. The audiences... I was worried about like ticket sales, but I ended up selling out both Saturday night shows, right. which I think they were happy with, and I was shocked by because I was like, I don't have any reach here at all. Like, right, I'm like, gonna be. Where both- are we? Yeah. Oh, I had my first show. I go, hi guys, you know, thanks so much. I'm obviously gay, and five people just stood up and said nope and walked. No out. way. Yeah, and the security guard, because I was like, I wonder if they left because I'm gay, and then the security guard was like, yeah, he said on their way out, they were like, this is not for us. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. No, I know. Were they and they said like like were they angry seeming? No, or? they just got up and left. Which I, to me, I was like, good. Wow. I'd rather them be gone because I dealt with this heckler on Wednesday night at the VU at the cellar. Did I tell you about her? You told me about it, but when you were telling me about it, I thought this was something that happened a long time oh, ago. Oh my god! See, that's fucking crazy that someone would just stand up and go nope to yeah. that. Because I'm... At least they're... I really admire them being honest. Because if they sat there and were miserable for an hour... Yeah, but they, the entitlement of that, like, they should Oh, they're have, pieces of shit. They should have just walked out. Or yeah. waited a minute and left. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you were like, so... That means like, they I'm, sat through the host and Evan, and the second it got to me... And said, I'm gay. Like, I mean, if nope. you went out and said, like, you know, I'm proud to be Korean, and they stood up and went, nope! Like, that would be... They'd also be like, he's Korean? Well, yeah, they think like, well, he, he's got this <laughs> disorder. But any of but that that's like a pretty like strong statement because I think people still feel so comfortable openly being openly hostile about sexuality stuff because it call it's like oh if I'm watching this guy who's gay then that threatens my masculinity so look at what a straight person I am that I can't even watch a gay person that's how much I beat up the pussy that I can't even watch someone who doesn't and it's like really dude because you're. You know, that's probably well, not how it is. I had a guy in the elevator. It was really sweet. You know, I you, uh, you should never judge a book by its cover. There was a guy, I mean, he was like, you know, you would think like he was in King of the Hill. Like that kind of like, right. oh, no, no, And he was like, you did a very nice job last night. And I said, oh, thank you very much. And he goes, I'm I'm very sorry that there's ho- there's phobias out there. Aww. And it's a shame for those people to not be able to enjoy you. Aww. And I was like, well, that was really sweet of you. So I said, thank you. That That's was really so nice sweet. of you. Yeah. So there's, it's always like right. good moments. Yeah, and there's a balance too. Because if someone does something shitty like that, then it's like there's going to be someone who surprises you and is nice. Yeah. How was it? It was like five people. Nope. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. Well, it happens, and I had some interesting shows. Like, we never really talk about our, sh- like, we really keep it kind of personal. On the, oh, this, I this love show. talking about comedy. But maybe we'll just talk about comedy. I, I'm working on my hour. Yeah. And by the fifth show, I was like, even though the audience wasn't the response that I wanted, 
Although the gays gave me a standing ovation. I fucking love them. That's great. Um, I was in a groove that I hadn't That's been in a That's also a, a funny mental time. picture to think of gays just like standing it, up where They were so nice. Yeah. They were so wonderful. This one woman wouldn't laugh at anything I said. So I asked her what her favorite drink was. And it was, she said it was a Mai Tai. So I got her that. And just, you know, focused on her for a little bit. But, right. Um, but Well, doing an hour, the more you do an hour, the more you get into a groove with it. Yeah, but it was hard to get into a groove for some reason this weekend. when I Normally, I'm like in my groove. It was hard. I think it was the ceilings were so tall that the whole time I felt like I was like, it was also in an old armory, so it was just like a big castle. I felt like a... Well, I wish I was a wizard, like, in some, like, old castle, and they were my knights, and I was like, and off to war! Right. But I was just... We're gonna go to war at, like, the Panera Bread or something. Like, everybody follow me! Ugh, that food court. I was getting... The food court was horrible, and I was getting burgers with Evan. It was, like, the healthiest thing to eat in Spain if it was a burger. And as I'm standing in line, two chefs, or the chefs, cooks, are staring at me, laughing. Hmm. And I go, what's so funny? And the guy goes, your mustache. Jesus. Like, just spit in my food. Right. Just jerk off in a corner and don't wash your hands or whatever the fuck anything. it is. Anything. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. I was like, That's what? crazy. I know. Because it's like, so like what? There's so many things, like the dynamics of this right now, like there's so many things I could laugh at about you, but if I would But my do mustache that. is, it isn't, I do, when I go into small towns, like I went to the gym, I had short shorts, white socks, and white shoes. I mean, you would have thought it was Lady Gaga in a meat dress. I mean, people right. were just like, oh! Staring at me. They haven't seen like muscles before. No, there were some really hot muscles. That's the thing. You leave New York and there's just guys at the gym. They're just huge. More really? Huge. I guess I don't go to the gym. Evan and I were tiny. That's see. So I I actually worked out today for the first time in fucking forever. And I could tell because she jumped three stories up to my fire escape to Woo! get in here. She just yeah. climbed all the way to the top. Yeah, right. I'm. I'm. My legs are like dead. But. uh I haven't been going, I don't go to the gym when I'm on the road, but I picture that you guys would be the only like beefcakes around. When you're working on your hour, if someone offered you a half hour, like if you, would you do it or are you like going to hold out to do an hour? Oh, I would wait, hold out now to do an hour because yeah. I'm working on my hour right. now. That's so I wouldn't the, do the half hour. I was, someone was asking about the, about the Netflix half hour and just talking about half hour stuff and I was like, well, I've been really like doing an hour and then to like. To do in half, you when you do shorter sets, you're kind of like breaking up what you do in a longer set. Right, right. So I don't know if I, I don't know. I'd have to really think about that. But an hour is like a whole other. It's you now. It's either we're doing 15 minute sets or an hour. Yeah, there's no in between. I'm not really doing a half. I, I don't even know the last time I've done a half hour. I did an hour at the Fat Black in the cellar, and some podcast fans came out and they were so sweet. That's great. I oh, you know what I always do? I always, whenever someone comes up to say I'm a closet tear, I'm always like Emma loves you. Oh, thank you. That's what I say. I'm like, Emma and I like you, you too. By the way, there were two lesbians at my shows. I have a whole bit about how much I love lesbians. They run the world. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And as I was doing it, she was like, That's right, we do. They were the best. I, I have to, can I go pee? Yeah, please. Talk while wait, I go wait. pee. Here. This is me every time because I fucking. I have to pee all the time. Because you're healthy and you drink a shit ton of water. Yeah, I do drink a lot of water, but then I ruined Colin Quinn's show. Mm. Um, I had a woman at my VU show at the Village Underground. I'm in the middle of talking. I'm doing a set. And and the VU is a big performance venue. It's not like... 250. Like yeah. 250 And it's people. always sold out and it's fucking awesome. So I was originally supposed to go up at like around 8.30. Then Chris Rock showed up and he wanted to do some time and so he went up and rightfully so I got bumped. Right. So they were nice and said oh do you want to go we could throw you out the end at Village Underground. Sure. 
But then that was way later. So I didn't really go on until 12. So 12 at night? Around then. I was the so last one on the show. You were supposed to go up at 8.30 and you went on Maybe at 10.30. I don't remember yeah. the time. But, you know, but it's fine. Oh, it's of Chris course. Rock. Yeah, of he course. can do what he wants. No, totally. But sometimes, the, yeah, when that's a, that's a long, that's a big switch. It's a big switch. So I'm going up. The audience was already kind of weird, but like right. whatever. Yamanika killed it. And then I went up and I'm doing my act. And I open up with my Ghost Adventures joke, which is... I want to say it's probably six and a half months old, yeah. maybe less than that, but for always changing. And Jokes are always changing. Someone I was talking to was, and I do not remember who it was, but he goes, uh, he was like, I love Mateo, I'm obsessed with ghost hunters too, but I love to hate them, and I've never heard someone else talk about how they love to hate them so much. <laughs> and so he was like, I, he's like, I have the weirdest relationship with them, and he's like, I've never heard someone else say that and I was like I don't know anything about it and he was like no one does he's like yeah no one does Mateo to talk about it. and then he's like I went to the museum that he went to yes oh my god I was like ah. I'm obsessed and so that's Who one of it's that? one of my new jokes but you know and that's what you do with the, when you do 15 oh. minutes at the cellar well if I knew who it was I'd tell you you gotta send him that joke he's just heard about it from listening to the podcast oh really is it my sister's husband? I don't know who the hell it is. Someone I was talking to. Well, when people watch the show and I do that joke, they're dying because it's like they get it. Because that show, so a lot of people know the show. Oh, well, it's 18 seasons. Oof. But I, so I'm doing that joke and then I moved on to this new joke I'm doing about Queer Eyes. That joke's like two weeks old. Right. I mean, it's like not even a joke. And then before I even got into that, I got halfway through that joke and started doing crowd work. It just wasn't a good... I wasn't getting the momentum I wanted. So totally. I started talking to the crowd. I'm, You know, you're doing all the tricks. Right. So then I start getting momentum. I'm talking right. to the crowd. And I'm roasting, but in a nice way. I'm like, your posture looks terrible. Why are you, are you upset to be here? And like, this girl's like, I'm a mu- music teacher for kindergartners. And I was like, so you're not really a music teacher. Um, you know, <laughs> stop shitting. There you go. Uh, it's simple, stupid jokes. Right. And all of a sudden, I'm in the middle of a joke. And this woman... I could play it. This woman yells. She just goes, not funny. Not funny. I I heard this joke last week. Not funny. Like, bitch, how did you hear this joke? It's brand new. You heard me talking. First of all, you heard me talking about a woman and a music teacher? Like, these aren't setups. And then she kept talking. And then I... Where was she sitting? She was sitting on the left. So it's like, maybe if you're on stage facing out, it was like 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock. So she was close to the stage. Could everyone in the room hear her? Everyone could Ooh. hear her. Should I just play it? Yeah, I'd like to hear it. I mean, that's one thing for someone to say, I've heard it before, which is also like, okay, eat shit and die. But then another one to say, not funny. It's She said, do a new joke. I heard this joke like already. Bitch! Oh. I was trying to tell somebody, I was talking about it on morning radio where I was like, oh, here it is. Okay, so that's my queer eye joke. Where are you? What's going on? Teachers and music. This is the Mateo Mega Mix. I answer like those fish. Calm the fuck down. Do you hear the laughter? Yeah, because also she was like, you're not telling jokes. I'm like, but I'm getting laughter. All right, true detective. Oh, she said she watches. She watches True Detective. Yeah, okay, so let me explain. Okay, so. You said the exact same skit. Talking, you saw me talking to these musicians about talking about the show that you were talking about. Yeah, okay, so let me Which also is not possible because my Ghost I Adventures joke her. is less than a year old. By the way, keep in mind, there's 250 people. I'm on stage, I'm doing a set, 
And this woman just decides to start yelling at me like I owe her something. Also, okay, okay, so. So go on. It, like, write a letter. Like, what gives you the idea that that makes sense to, if you were at a movie theater and it's like all of a sudden you're, you didn't like something, would you just yell up and yell to the rest of the people there? Like, you ruined it. Boring! And it's like, what? Would you <laughs> fucking keep sitting or take a personal moment? That's my best part. My favorite part is that she goes, as she yells at me, I said, let me explain comedy to you. And she goes, go ahead, mansplain me. They're clapping for Mateo. Yeah. yeah. Just the sound of her voice. I want to, I, I can't even with the sound of her voice. Okay, so let me explain. Okay, so As I'm talking to her, I'm waiting for her to go or leave, and she's staring at me. Was she with anybody? Staring and, go, and gesturing. As I'm talking to her, she's gesturing, like, come on, keep going. It's so condescending. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not even going to I was so... Yeah. I was so mad at her. Right? <laughs> All right, here's a joke. She just said, tell me a joke. Woo! There was a girl at a comedy show who was too drunk. <laughs> It is a specific type of narcissism who doesn't understand that no one else, there's 250 people here who are not behaving the way you're behaving. But you feel that it's okay to speak out in front of all these people and insult me while I'm in the middle of doing my job. Maybe they haven't heard those jokes before, which is why it's exciting for everybody, right? We're going, I'm doing progress. Oh yeah, as I'm, as I'm insulting her, and the audience is clapping, defending me, she starts clapping. So I'm yelling, I'm like, stop clapping, I'm insulting you. I'm insulting you. So, when the minute, you may have heard those jokes before, and that's fine that you've heard those jokes before. If you don't like them, go to the bathroom, you'll come back, I have a bunch of new jokes that I'm working out. That's how we do it. Comics roll in and out new and old jokes, so that when we go on the road and do an hour, we feel ready, and then we can build it and put it on a special. So sometimes you old jokes, Sometimes you hear new jokes. Yeah, sometimes jokes don't go well, and there's a wonderful Lebanese man with his daughter, and you have to make a good joke. And language, and you have to do crowd work. Those things happen too. But what is really weird is that no one else was talking, and everyone else was behaving well, and you thought, you know what? I'm going to do something and step up and insult this comedian in the middle of his act and show him and then clap when I'm insulting you? Girl, you are a mess, and I can't even get there. Uh, <laughs> So, what did she do after that? She sat there, then the security came over, and like they were like, you know, talking to her, and then the audience started yelling at her to leave. 
So everyone around her so started did she screaming. Keep talking then? Leave. Of course she kept talking. So the audience and I kept telling her to leave. So the rest of the time I'm trying to do my act, she's still fucking there staring at me. And I'm like fuming. And the, the right. thing that happens for people listening is like, I'm shocked how well I handled that in the heat of the moment. Right. I left horrified that I said some horrible thing to her and I, all I did was explain stand-up comedy. Um, but I was like, you know, there's 250 people. I'm trying to do this. Then all of a sudden, the, the, the all the energy in the room is completely shifted because this woman comes off hostile, yelling at me, and now everyone's looking at me to make it okay. Right. Like, what is he going to do? And so, also, they feel like you need to almost patch it. When it's a woman, too, it makes it even harder because then it's like people yelling, men, even if it's a, it's a gay guy yelling at a woman, yelling at the woman, even if they're really drunk, sometimes people can get weird about that. Right. Because you can yell, but you can't yell so much that people are like, ooh, right. I'm nervous now. So I shifted from saying... From, like, I could have, like, screamed at her and yelled at her and made her, like, really said some horrible things to her, right? I shifted the entire thing to, let me explain stand-up comedy to you and why what you've done is such a narcissistic thing to do. So I think I saved myself there from taking it too far. Have you seen a comedian just... The only... I've seen one comedian where he... The person... He's, like, a little bit known for doing it where it gets a heckler. He'll just zero in on them and just... Hope make them want to just kill themselves. See, I don't know if I can do... Like, do you think what I said was too much to her? No, 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 no. Especially if... I'm surprised security didn't kick her right out. Well, they... I talked to security and they made a good point. They're like, in those situations, because I was going last, if you kick her out, they're that drunk, it's going to start fights. And it did. When I left, a fight broke out. So... Between her and someone else? And her friends and some other people. Because other people came up and said, like, you know, you ruined the show for us. You know, like, you... Like, why would you do that? And then, then her friends started arguing back, and then they they got into a whole like fight. What like I, I mean this is at like, a comedy show. Yeah. I was talking about ghosts, right? Right. I've heard it before. Yeah. I don't like hearing things I've heard one time before. I know. It's like, well, then don't listen. You can what? You only listen to a song right. once. Yeah. Give me like give me. You watched a movie once. Thirty you more s- seconds to just on to move the next on thing. to the next one. You horrible sadistic bitch bag. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something too. It's like she was a bitch. She's a bitch. She interrupted me in my set, and then when I tried to respond, she told me I'm mansplaining her. I thought, no, this is you're being a huge bitch right now, and I'll be a bitch right back. But at least I'm gonna do it and defend myself. Right. I think one. It's interesting too. I mean, her saying that you're gonna mansplain is like she's using the only thing that she has is like she's like, okay, I'm a woman, so I can now say you're mansplaining. I said I was gay. And but because what are you supposed (laughs) to say back to that? Right. When she's saying that. I think if mansplaining is when a woman is in a position that she did that she can't get out of right there's like right. a like oh I think this and a man immediately jumps down on her and says no this is the way it is and because I'm a man I know right that's or, not when I'm doing my job and you're heckling and interrupting the show and ruining right. it for everybody I'm you're I'm not mansplaining you're just being a bitch mansplaining too is like if someone know if I'm like oh should I not a, say bitch am I gonna no, get in I trouble swear, for I that no I just called her bitch bag oh, she is. He, I say um, <laughs> Like, say if I was like, oh, this is a glass, and then you're like, hmm, and then a couple minutes later, you're like, this is a glass. And then I'm like, no, I or, like, then you say, say I say what a glass is, but then you tell me also what a glass is, but are just saying the exact same mm-hmm. thing. I'm like, no, I know what it is, but it's, like, it doesn't process if a guy's not saying it. Right. You know? It was such, it's such a weird position to be in because I, look, there's things that comics have said to people that, like you said, make them want to end their lives. I but never want This wanted... person deserved it when I saw them do it. Oh, I mean, they, and most times I'm always on the comic side. Yeah. But it's in most cases, not all. But it's like it's such a weird position because you're all I want to do is my job. Like right. I said to the audience too after that, I was like, I've been waiting all day 
to do these 15 minutes all day. Right. This is all I've been waiting to do. I've been waiting to do these these 15 minutes to come here and make you happy. You guys paid to see me. Right. So I've been waiting to do this. And then when I do this, I can't do it because you decided that this you're at home and you can say whatever you want. Like, right. you're not at home. Like, it was just, I really left worrying like, oh God, I said too much. I'm horrible. My life's over. Right. That catastrophizing stuff. So how do you how do you think I handled it? I think that was fine. I don't think that I think also like they're, you know, when someone's yelling at you, you it's almost when someone's like getting in your face like that, it's a little bit like all bets are off in terms like you. It kind of gives you a pass to say whatever you want to. Like you could have been a lot meaner. I could have been know? a lot. I could have yeah said some horrible things. Or you could have just been like, you have to leave right now, and then security would have taken it out right then too. Even though it's like yeah, it starts fights and stuff. Like right, you could have once someone interrupts the show, it's just like whatever to like get yeah. them to be. And I trust oh, the staff at the that. cellar. I trust them that they're making the right decisions because they just have dealt with this right. type of stuff all the time. But it was like I was just shocked. I was like, God, she got in, basically stood up and got in my face and screamed at me in front of two hundred and fifty people. Could you imagine what's going on in that person's life? I can't like imagine. To, and then look back on that and be like, yeah, I did that. Like, how was your night last night? Well, you know, like, it's one thing to do karaoke, like, drunk in front of a bunch of people, let alone stand up, interrupt something belligerently, and get in a fight. Yeah. Like, you've got, like, major anger management problems. Yeah. Whew. Have you been going on any dating apps? <laughs> I've already switched Not to over switch it up this. too quick. No, I'm like celibate. That's crazy. Why is it crazy? It's great. I mean, it's amazing. It's good. For, good for you. How does it feel? Fine. I'm just. I'm also so busy, and yeah. I cannot just like hook up with someone and go to a new totally. city and stuff. Like, I'm not about that. Right. So. And then also, even if you're just hooking up, it's still like you got to talk and then have some kind of you I know, really, coordination yeah. of time and all that shit. Yeah, I'm really just sort of like focusing on work. I know that's such a bullshit no, answer. No, not at all. I mean, not in the slightest. Do the you, listeners no. at home, Emma physically struck me when I said that I'm not on any apps. No, I think that's great. I'm joking. I I'm think kidding. it's great if you, if you, I mean, like, because a lot of times it's like hard for people to not like distract themselves with that. You know what I mean? Like, that is, like, I don't even know the last time I, when I wasn't in a relationship, but then also wasn't on dating apps. Right. I don't. Well, I think that's our natural instinct to like yeah, swipe want, around. Yeah, swipe around. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I got so many offers from a couple of gays on uh, the, whatever it's called, the show I was doing. I couldn't even think of the word. They were like, come to the strip club afterwards. Strip club? Like, yeah, because there's no gay club, so there's only a strip club, and everyone was like, come to the strip club, like, and I was like. a guy strip club where there's men at it? Uh-huh. And who's the audience? Mostly straight women? No, gay men. We so like, they don't have a gay guy bar, but they have a gay guy strip club? I think that's what it was. Wow. But I was like, I need to go to bed. Right. Evan and I watched The Nun, which if you've not seen The Nun, it is, I might be one of the worst movies ever Never made. heard of it. It's just, it doesn't make any, it's, if there's a nun in like Romania and like, I don't know, the early 1900s and then like one of the nuns is possessed and is killing the other nuns and so they have like a detective go and then there's one of them, that girl's a nun and then there's hauntings and it's so stupid. And they did like, what you would think like a hacky spoof of a nun movie is like the music was literally oh I'm like what see those movies I'm always like that's depressing that got made but also that means I can make a movie oh when I see Arby's I'm like I can I can make it right Arby's is still here yeah and people are going there being like roast beef what's your favorite fast food you like great question like, like you get not like a last meal but it's like your what is your pig out? Fuck the world! I don't give a shit. 
I'm going Great. to this restaurant and I'm getting this. Go fuck yourself. My one that's not a, is would be pizza, like just fast pizza. But if it was a uh, for like classic fast food, it would be McDonald's chicken nuggets and French fries. Okay, yeah. What about you? A McDonald's. Yeah. Double quarter pounder with only cheese. Woo! With fries. Yep. And like a four piece chicken McNugget <sighs> with that. Just yeah. to get like the different type of oh, it's so good. The different types of fake meat textures, mm-hmm. just like chemical meat textures. What are they doing to that food to make it's us so go, fucking good? I haven't had McDonald's now in over a year. I have really? it like once or twice a year. When you even talk about it, I can picture it. Oh, like, I, I can. And like, it's exciting to get. Yeah, it's, and it's like warm. stimulating. And yeah, people are rude to. Yeah, I love it. Right, the whole experience. Like someone's always having a breakdown in a corner. There's kids that look like their parents take them there like too much, and then like someone like that lives there. Someone has an ailment. So, there's always like growths are happening in real time as right. they're eating the food. I haven't. I, growths are happening. In I went time. to the one in uh, Naples, Florida, with the art therapist after Ooh, one of my shows. Yeah, girl. because it was the only thing that was open. So then we went to that, and I didn't realize this. Now you can get grilled cheese, but she said for a long time you had to say. Can I have a hamburger with no meat? Well, or that's a cheeseburger with no meat. That's what I did in France. I said it in French, and they gave it to me. And it was—I didn't mean it that way. I wanted only cheese. It's a bit I have, but it's, I wanted just cheese on my cheeseburger, and a whole kerfuffle happened. Yeah, and then they. But yeah. on the cheeseburger. Yeah, the burger. Because right. the burger implies there's meat. Right. Well, that's what—that's why when she said that, she was like, "I want no." She's like, "I'd like a cheeseburger with no meat," and I was like, "What the fuck?" And she was like, "They don't understand usually if you say you want to have a grilled cheese because like they're so meat focused." Right. So and there's the, too much, yeah, there's too much meat happening. Right, so we don't need this much meat. We don't need triple quarter pounder, double decker. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. How much meat do you need and how much caffeine do you need? Because these energy drinks are getting out of control. Girl, I love caffeine. Me too. But I like caffeine in the form of coffee. But the amount of, like, these monster, the Red Bull monster drinks are so fucking big. I'm like, how awake? Doesn't that scream cancer to people? I, I know, mean, it doesn't seem good. No, it, it's the drink is called monster. Right, <laughs> I mean, they're not even playing around. It's It's called Monster. This candle makes noise. I didn't realize it made noise. This candle was given to me by my neighbor because he was smoking. Did you see that? Um, uh, that Jesse Small. I always say his name wrong. Yeah, but but did you see that they actually? It came out that what he paid those men for was for personal training, not to beat him up. Oh, see that? that? Yeah, there's a development in the case where whatever he and they admitted it. They're like, what he paid us for was personal training. So now it's like, well, when did he pay you for... If Imagine if he really was the victim of a hate crime and people are still in this. Because he's he, sticking to it. He, he was definitely 100% orchestrated. allegedly. It was orchestrated. No question. In terms of who he paid and how he paid and how all that go, went down, I have no idea. And it right. would not shock me that the Chicago police would fuck up information. I mean, that, hello, I'm from Chicago. But um, yeah, it was definitely... Because also, yeah, it was like, well, if you would have known the people before. Also, the way it sounded, I definitely assumed it was like angry white guys. That did yeah, it. Like, that's why I'm right. saying Yamanika, I can't even do it. But Yamanika had the best take on it. What'd you say? I can't even say it. One, because it's like I would get, when well, she's using words I can't she, use. She says the N word a lot. But yeah. also, too, the way she was talking about it, I mean, I was like... Crying, I was laughing so hard. Yamanika Saunders, you should look her up on yeah, she, Instagram. One time, I saw her at a um, audition like ye- years ago, and I remember she, I, before she went on, she's like, I'm not gonna say that word. 
And then when we went down in there and it was like mostly white people, she said the N-word a bunch. And then afterwards, I was like, what happened? She was like, I said it once. You couldn't stop. And I was like, I, yeah, I don't get it. I see, what, I see what you're saying. I used to say faggot more on stage. And now I just say it. Oh, this is a reminder. I have to draw a tattoo for Bob the Drag Queen. Um, which, by the way, I saw Bob and Monet last night. We went to... Bob and Monet have a, a podcast called Sibling Rivalry, yep. which you need to go on. They yeah, want you too. on that show. Sure. So Bob's like, I'm, you know, whenever Bob's in town, we just hang out at Bob's house. And so we went to their show at the Bell House. and I, I had, love the Bell House. And I had the best time. I love the Bell House. Can I tell you how hard those fucking girls work? Monet, who just won RuPaul's Drag Race. Woo! I just did a show last night in Wisconsin, right? And the, how to get ready in drag is like, it is insane when you watch them get ready. Like because three hours? It, not three hours. It's just like the amount, like me and my friend Nick had to help carry in all the luggage for Bob and there's two of us helping him get ready more Nick than me because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm always right. panicking but um like I tried helping Bob put on this belt and it was like it was, I I might as well have gotten to a corner and crawled up and died could Bob have done it himself or does he need yeah he could do it himself but like the amount that goes into it right you, they, they all have assistance like right. Patty is Monet's assistant because it's just so hard to like get all like carry like me and Patty brought Monet's bags back to her because she was on the road. It's like five giant bags that are way bigger than Monet than uh, Patty. I just bring in some like Skittles or something. I know that's. I'm like yeah. God. That's that's because I do think the drag world and comedy world have a lot in common, but that's the biggest separation right. is the prep work because sure. they put in so much work. But Monet literally flew in from Wisconsin because they they kept them on the tarmac for a long time. Drove from the airport to the gig. Got ready in 30 minutes, Woo! putting on the makeup, this and that, da da da, and jumped. They, they were standing there rehearsing while Monet was putting on her makeup, and Bob's like, We're gonna do this for this number, we're gonna do that for that number, blah blah. And Monet's just, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And then within seconds, they ha they were unbelievable. Oh, that's They're awesome. They're on stage at the dance, and I was like, How did they do that? Like within seconds, Monet's like, That's the choreography, got it. I was like, How? Because they probably have done it before. No, they hadn't done this oh, before. Really? That's how that's how talented Monet is. Wow. And Bob was literally just like and Bob, by the way, does not get enough credit for how good of a dancer he is. Because mm. he's such a funny comedian. Right. People forget you watch him like, yeah, Bob's a fucking he can he dance can move. ass off. Huh. But um I just had the best time because Did it was, they both host it or how did they do yeah, it? Yeah. Cool. They they did yeah. But I had the best time. It was my crew. It was yeah. me. It was Nick. It was Patty. It was Mitch. It was Bob. It was Monet. And we're all just like, I was like, I have the best friends in the world. Going to a drag show is fun, too. It's so much fun. I've only been to one in my entire life. Really? Yeah, in Boston. Oh, it was we should, fun. We should yeah, go to it. Like I'll to take you to a New proper York. drag show. I'd like to go see Bob at a show. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that would be fun. I'm going to see them tonight, but they're not performing. They're doing like something at the YouTube space. So I'm going to go see them afterwards. Sweet. Does Monet ever take nights off? Um, I honestly don't know the next time I'll see her. We joked last night, like, bye, see you never again. Right. I mean, at this point, it's like, we just, you just text well, each just other. Well, just winning drag race is like, you're going to be busy for a year. Yeah, and he's going just on packed. tour and... Winning drag race means you're going to be just actually, like, booked up for a year. Yeah. You know? Well, Bob and I are now talking to our teams to say, to get us touring together. That's fun. Like, to see if we can just do, like, a couple, like, we could maybe do, like, the Wilbur Theater and yeah. Boston or something. Just to see. Right. You know? Because we just want to work with each other. And the Wilbur's, yeah, the Wilbur's a thousand seats, so it's, like, a nice, I mean, know. Bob will be selling the tickets, not me. Oh, well, whatever. You know. Let's be honest. You'll I have 120,000 followers on Instagram. He has one, it literally says one M. One million! Good for Bob. That's a big accomplishment. One million followers. Does he do ads on his Instagram? 
No, not really. No? Wow, no. a million followers. Can you imagine? That's crazy. No. Because um, then you got to think, everything I'd say, I'd be like, well, I don't know if I can send this out to a million people, but um, what should we promote? Uh, did co- I talk too much this episode? No, not at all. Of course not. It's a podcast. We talk as much as we want. Um, <laughs> you are one of my favorite people on the face of the planet. What do you, do you want to promote stuff coming up? Yes, I will be in Rochester, New York at Comedy at the Carlson. So come out and see me. Get your tickets soon. You can get tickets on the Comedy at the Carlson website or MateoLaneComedy.com and click on See Me Live and you can see me there. If you're in Chicago, you should start getting tickets now to come see me at the Lincoln Lodge because I think they're going to go whoop, real whoop. soon. All his family's coming out. Oh, can I read a text from my mom real quick? Yeah, of course. This is total anxiety for a comedian. So if my cousins are listening, you know this is true. Oh, boy. So I was dying of laughter because... When you do a show, like, I want, of course, my family to come to a show, but I don't want them in the front row. They right. have to sit in the back. Right. Because I need to, like, get into my own sure. groove, and if there's people who know me since I was shitting in my diaper, it's right. hard Feels to weird. get it. Yeah. yeah. My mom texts me, so far, uh, so far, coming to the Lincoln Lodge, Grandma, Pops, Mom, Dad, Cindy, Mike, Kelly, Andrew, Jack, Stacy, Lisa, Nikki, and more are coming. Great. Party time. I got, like... And a major anxiety attack. We'll be like, well, you better gotta sit in the back. It's like, ma, you guys gotta sit in the back. It's a small room. If I see you, I'm gonna have a panic attack. Yeah, you don't want to make eye contact with your mother when you're talking, just saying whatever no. the hell you're saying up there. Um, I'm gonna. But it's so funny. I'm like, my family is my big fat Greek wedding. It's that's a lot of. There's a that's thousand a lot. of them. I'm gonna be at City Stream Brewery in Hartford. I'm in New York for three weeks and. I, people send me messages about doing shows in the city. I'm always bopping around. Like, I know some people came to a show that I was supposed to be at last night, but if it, even if it's a club show, unless it's the sell, like, I, I'm usually, like, running around, so message me if you're going to come. A, I'll do what I can to get you tickets if it's not the seller, and then B, just, like, to double check that if I'm going to be there. Yeah. Um, but the 29th and 30th, I'll be at uh, City Stream Brewery in Hartford, Connecticut. And the 5th and 6th, I'm at Flappers in Burbank. I'm doing the Moon Tower Comedy Festival the 24th through 27th, and then we'll get into May. May, I'm kind of in New York, but then June, I'm June I'm doing one of the, not Springfield, but I'm doing the John Tobin's Room in Worcester. Oh, cool. I think the 14th and 15th. 13th, 14th, 15th. So. Oh, that's really exciting. Worcester. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. Fucking, have you been to Worcester, Massachusetts before? No. I'm sure it's similar to Springfield. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I need to, like, yeah. Um, But thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. Bye.